What up, what up? This is Bryce Huffman. I'm here with my boy Irving Thomas. Welcome to Movies at 2 a.m. This is the show where we like to give our flowers to bad movies, low-budget movies, B-movies, box office bombs, and otherwise just obscure movies that you probably haven't seen before. To dish out a little bit of love, a little bit of criticism. Some, I think some criticism hate. is a nice way to put it. Some hate, perhaps. <laughs> uh, but to his point, this is... We're trying to bring a community together of the same weirdos and (laughs) obscure people, just like we are, uh, to just enjoy film, man. Like, life is very difficult. Everybody needs an escape. And this is this is one of my 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 escapes that brings me happiness. Yeah. And it always has been, you know, even when we were little kids, we'd watch terrible movies just randomly at all hours of the night. I can't wait to get into this because I, I, I definitely want to know what what are your worst movies? Because I think that's an appropriate way to start this first episode. I think I got to split it into categories. Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. So, so when I think worst movies, I think there's movies that got released in theaters. Absolutely. And that's a, like to, to get a movie released for a wide release in theaters is like already you're putting yourself in a different category than like movies that are straight to Amazon Prime. <laughs> If you put a hundred million dollars into a movie and it's garbage, <laughs> that's a different that holds a, a different weight from, you know, I got paid on the 15th and I, I put up my paycheck <laughs> to fund to fund my movie. Yeah, yeah, it's different than like a crowdfunded student film because that that I have. And that's one of the reasons I feel like we're doing this. I have the utmost admiration for people that are willing to, you know, whether it's. It's seen as good or bad. I, I we see the good in it. Of yeah. you know, it takes a lot of heart to just get out and do it. And I think that that's another thing that we want to do with this this podcast is like we're we're trying to make movies. Yes. We want to talk about movies um, and even hopefully inspire others to kind of just get into their weird cork of like just do your dream job, man, or pursue it. It might not happen, but right. <laughs> What does it hurt to to try? Give it a college try, even though I was not trying in college. So, <laughs> so that does not that doesn't help. But, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I think it, this is a good time of any to just talk about, you know, why we love movies and why we love particularly bad movies. Uh, so it, they're fun. Like, I think it's it's a really simple thing. People always ask me. Uh, why do I love watching B movies and like these movies that are like purposely not good? Uh, and it's because they're fun and you can see the care that the actors, the directors, the writers, the producers really put into just making it a fun time for, you know, people on set and the people watching at home or uh, if a B movie is successful enough to get into a theater, uh, the people watching it across the country on different screens. I mean, it's just fun. I wish I it. could say the same. <laughs> Our origin stories are are similar but I was brainwashed. Like, let's just be honest. And and you know that I, I think my dad would yeah. even to admit my dad has brainwashed you a little bit. I mean, to oh, think sure. that this idea came from us remembering watching crossover and Thunderpants <laughs> with with the, the actor that played Ron from Rupert Harry Potter. Grant. Rupert Shout Grant. out to him. Shout out to him for sure. That's insane. Like <laughs> what what? At that age, probably what 40 year old man goes to Blockbuster <laughs> and says, I'm going to get crossover with hot sauce, the and one player, a movie that has uh, 
so many actors and act like just so many people that I've just watched in other things. So it's just really funny to watch them in that particular movie. To go from crossover where they're they turn the dollar show. <laughs> Do you remember the name of that mall? Uh, I want to say Universal Mall. I think it was Universal Mall. They turned Universal Mall into a real mall. For him to go out and just find that at Blockbuster, but also find Thunderpants, a, a story about a kid making basically a box derby car that can fly. No, 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 a spaceship. <laughs> You're right. A spaceship powered by flatulence. It sounds like the ultimate 10-year-old boy movie from, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. And that's exactly what it is. It sounds like torture. <laughs> <laughs> like, CPS, for sure, is <laughs> this close. It's like, my dad is lucky that we were like, oh, this shit is cool, man. <laughs> any other kid is like, yo, I'm acting out in school. Like, I'm at home suffering. <laughs> Got me watching this bullshit. <laughs> like I said, I wanted to watch John Q. Why the fuck are we watching this? <laughs> what is this? But yeah, I, so I kind of an introduction to the to the podcast like if you had to pick out by genres and it can only be a handful uh, yeah some, I'll, some, split, I'll split it into three i'll, so, I'll do yeah, three uh, seems, seems appropriate i think i'll do movies that were theatrically released mm-hmm. and that were meant to be good i think that's great theatrical because, release then kind of like a um like a napoleon dynamite i think they have a budget like of like indie, 20 like a very like an indie movie that they thought they were changing the game, and I, they weren't. <laughs> true. I think Napoleon Dynamite's budget was like 15000 or something like that. It, it wasn't that big. Yeah. And then maybe like a YouTube. like Yeah, a, a YouTube could, quality. Because I have, I have my, my three on mine. I, but I, 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 yeah, I, shoot off your three, because you clearly already had them set up. <laughs> well, I, I think anybody that does tune in should listen to and watch... Flying Ryan. And I think I shared this with yes. you. <laughs> there is like a rich B-movie culture in Kalamazoo, Michigan. How? I do, well, I do know there's nothing to do in Kalamazoo <laughs> except for drink. So <laughs> And other drugs. <laughs> correct. Correct. But a friend of mine put me hip to Flying Ryan. And basically... You got you to describe what I, no, I, I Trust me. <laughs> I planned on it. Uh, Flying Ryan is... A movie about a kid that lives with his grandmother and mother in the middle of nowhere. And he gets a dog named Theo. That's relevant for a reason that I'll share in a second. He gets a dog named Theo. And then he gets a crush on this girl. And he has a bully. And that's that's basically the premise. It's like he's trying to get on this girl. And this bully is like, I just want you to hate your life. Yeah, basically. And his life is changed the day he finds some magical rollerblades. No, no, no. Not magical rollerblades. Magical heelys. They are heelys. I'm so sorry. The shoes that had the wheel literally in the heel that you could go from walking to rolling around in. He he finds a magical pair of those shoes. And it gives him the confidence to get the girl... Okay. Well, no, no, no. I, I think you, you buried the lead there. What are these magical heelys primarily do oh they allow him to fly they grant him (laughs) the ability of flight and it's insane because again i'll give them credit i don't know how much (laughs) if any money went into the cgi for that but it is the most low budget film it looks 
I would call it a forty dollar film. Like it's almost like someone had an idea for a Heelys ad that they wanted to put on. It's TV. a long Heelys ad, and yeah, but even then, it's it's false advertising because like Heelys don't actually make you fly. <laughs> Heelys don't actually help you get the girl. But I'm sure there's some kid who saw that movie or. If anyone saw it, that's a favorite of mine. <laughs> that's a favorite of mine. So that would that would be my worst. Um, I mean, he uses that's, yeah. That's like the YouTube quality tier of movie. He saves his dog. Who the bully kidnaps his dog on some John Wick shit? Except he doesn't kill the dog. And they get on ATVs and start chasing him, and he's flying. They chase him into the desert, don't they? They chase him into the desert, into a construction zone. Yeah. Phenomenal movie. <laughs> Phenomenal movie. Then, let's see, my, my mid-tier would probably be... There are so many, really. I, I, <laughs> I, I'll I be honest. I, I don't want to call The Room mid-tier because it's... They spent a million dollars. No, no, no. They spent six million dollars on that. Oh, movie. right, right. They spent six million dollars to make it. But it looks like they spent probably like... A hundred thousand. A hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. So I, I won't I won't count that one, but I would say I mean I we both seen some pretty asinine shit. <laughs> Velocipaster for sure, which is on Amazon Prime. Anybody like everyone, anyone that listens should should watch yes, that absolutely. Movie. It is a get your favorite drink and or drug of choice ready. You'll need both. And watch. <laughs> you will absolutely need both. I, I watched it in the midst of the pandemic. And didn't have anywhere to go. And best decision I made in the last two years. I watched it uh, the night of my 27th birthday. And perhaps I was hung over all day. And then my buddy who gave me a bottle of bourbon was like, yo, once you feel better, like the second you feel better, start drinking this and cut on Velocipaster. <laughs> and I did. And the crazy thing is, I think it would have cured you. Like, you didn't even need to recover. You just need to throw it on. And you're like, oh, I feel this. I, <laughs> I feel normal. Um, but if you want to give them, like, a, a, a brief description of what that is. So, it, I think the title says a lot of it for you. It does. Just but there are ninjas. Y- well, and yeah, I don't want to give away all of it. And there's China. I, <laughs> I just want to say Velociraptors and Pastor. And let your imagination run wild with that for just a few seconds. This movie is on Amazon Prime. You can watch this right now. I like that. I like that. <laughs> and then lastly, I, I guess my third pick would definitely have for theatrical. For release. theatrical. For theatrical. Yeah. I, I already know mine. Jupiter Ascending is up there <laughs> with Shannon Tatum is like a like sexy wolf. Like a wolfman with anime. flying rollerblades. It all comes back, back to all... flying rollerblades. Rollerblades is <laughs> the evolution. That could be Ryan in Universe B. I, I you, you just don't know. That's him in the darkest timeline. <laughs> Easily. Easily. Well, well, I guess no, because he grew up and got the girl. So it's not the darkest timeline for him. It's just the darkest timeline for get... anyone who watched that movie. He did get Mila Kunis. You know what I will say also about that movie that is hilarious? It has Eddie Redmayne, who's like a phenomenal Phenomenal actor. actor. And they have him doing like his worst impression of the, and I'm blanking on this guy's name, the original actor who played Dumbledore. 
in the first two Harry Potter oh, movies. Oh, yeah, I can't remember his name either. His voice sounds like, it sounds like a scratchy scrotum the entire time. <laughs> it would be like me trying to have foreplay, but I have laryngitis currently, and I can't really talk. <laughs> I will destroy this planet. It's just like, all right, cool. And here's the thing. We both sounded way cooler just mocking him than he actually did in the movie. Like you can, you can check this out. (laughs) Those three are guaranteed. And this, this is something that we hope for as this whole journey progresses as well. It's like, we want people to watch movies that we're, we're recommending, but we also want recommendations because it's just, yes, please like for anyone reach out. Like we're, we're setting up everything. Of, yes. We, we need recommendations because one, we want to talk about it on this platform, but two, I just like bad movies. I like good movies. I good, bad, small, big, tall, Dr. Seuss. I like them all. So <laughs> just be mindful of like, please, like if you, if you have some filth that you just watched, with your significant yes, other, please recommend it to us. Re- recommend it, please. So, if I had to do my three, I'll actually do mine in the reverse order because when I thought about splitting the categories, mm-hmm. uh, this was the first movie that came into my head: Battlefield Earth with that's John a, Travolta that, and Forrest Whitaker. It's a it's movie. a movie that is based on the first half of the book that Scientology is based on. Because John Travolta is a huge Scientologist. Is he still a Scientologist? I believe so. Because a lot of people have left. Like the yeah, yeah. The girl from the Leia Remini. Yeah, left. Le, the woman from not girl uh, uh, from uh, King of Queens. And she talked about how hard it was to actually escape. Yeah, yeah. So, so Battlefield Earth is like a sci-fi movie that when I was a little kid, I remember it coming out uh, around the same time as the Phantom Menace. So in my head, I'm like, oh, this is their take on like a Star Wars type, you know, space saga, whatever. It's a take. All right. Uh, And then I got older and finally watched the movie. And I'm like, oh, I see why there was no sequel. Uh, I see why there was no great trilogy for for Battlefield Earth. And it's because the movie is absolutely atrocious. John Carter is up there, too. Very similar. (laughs) You know, know, the, the crazy thing with John Carter is John Carter is an infinitely better made film than Battlefield Earth. And it bombed just as hard. <laughs> that CGI is insane. I can remember, and it's sad that kids don't have this full experience anymore because you have to have assigned seats and yeah, in uh, in movie theaters. And I think that's something to discuss too. Of us growing up in a very specific time of like being fourteen or fifteen, going to the movies and watching like three movies <laughs> in a you're day. Just, you're just smuggling your way into like the next show, yeah, and you're just hoping that you don't come into a movie like too late into the movie to like get what's going on because that's how i saw john carter oh lord you I, saw, oh you saw it in a theater i saw half of it in a theater and i had no idea what was going on. i had to later rewatch it to validate that oh this movie is in fact ass <laughs> you were like maybe it's just me missing stuff but no that that movie does suck it's I saw convoluted it. it's very complicated like a lot of bad movies i saw it at my parents house one night randomly because uh, they have like all the movie channels and uh, I was like, okay, I see why Taylor Kish's career isn't skyrocketing. I get it. Yeah. So where uh, where, where would you go after after? So after Battlefield Earth yeah. for my mid tier movie, uh, my favorite is definitely Crossover because it's it's that's your favorite. Oh yeah, like of the of that mid tier. Uh, there's only cha- one close second because mine might have changed, but my my close second would be like a Sharknado, where it's okay. a movie that. Um, 
some people think of it as like that lowest tier, but my distinction is that there is a budget. <laughs> they have famous people cameo in like the sequels. And I think a couple in the first one, like it's a movie that you had to have capital to make, right. even if it's low budget. Right. And that's, that's why I put it in a different tier. But when I think of my favorite, I go to crossover because I remember the movie coming out. Like I remember like seeing advertisements for it and not, it didn't really click in my head that that was only in Detroit. <laughs> Like I thought, like I thought, my friends in Chicago or would know what crossover. Yeah, or like my cousin in Toledo would like know what that movie is. And they were like, "AI? Are you talking about AI?" Yeah, and, <laughs> and they were like, "What is that? Like an N one mixtape that's coming out?" And that's a whole era of basketball and in black I, culture I, that is I lost. To, <laughs> let me tell you, I almost cried when my dad <laughs> took me to the two thousand five M one tour at Kobo, like. <laughs> Because the shit was crazy. It really didn't make sense how it was set up. You had the players. I've seen this shit at concerts or like musicals and plays and shit. But I've never seen this at a basketball game. Imagine going to, let's say, because I don't want to use the Pistons because we're we're, yeah. re, we're we're rebuilding. But let's say you, you lived in L.A. and you went to go see a Braun game, a Lakers game at Staples. Imagine seeing Braun run down the stairs from the top onto the court. <laughs> I never seen anything like it. The professor ran right by me and I was wearing the shirt and I was like, oh, I was like, Dad, that's the professor. He's like, okay, I'm a professor. <laughs> I have my PhD. You want a cookie? Like, but I was like, this is the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. It's that's what this is about. Like, we're trying to highlight an era, specifically the movies in that era for sure. But like the other, like in our conversations, also making sure we mention like what a time <laughs> oh yeah because because the the last movie on my list is birdemic uh birdemic that should be mine wow yeah I'm birdemic jealous. shock and terror and shout out to my man's alec for introducing me to that lovely lovely film that is a fantastic um, film so i guess if i had to describe birdemic imagine if alfred hitchcock's the birds had never come out and someone had that same premise Without any of the directional talent, uh, any of the writing, any of the cinematography skills, any of the actors, uh, or any of the budget. Like, like imagine if someone took the 1960s or 50s budget for the birds and they did, like, reverse inflation on it. <laughs> That's Birdemic Shock and Terror. And there's a sequel to Birdemic that I... That's uh, pretty good. Yeah. it's That's pretty good. <laughs> And it's it's one of those movies that, you know, this whole podcast, there are movies that are so bad, they're great. And Absolutely. those movies deserve a hell of a lot of love and attention. <laughs> it takes a lot of skill. I, I Honestly, I think it's almost a God-given ability <laughs> to make something that is intentionally, I don't want to call it bad, but it's obvious that a person is overacting or there are plot yeah. holes that are strategically put in a script. It, yeah. It takes a lot of skill to make something that is purposely like lowbrow, right. I think is the best way to put it. Like it's, it's schlocky, it's corny, but it's, it's great. You know, it's like if you've ever seen uh like troll two, trolls two, no, 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 not trolls to troll two. <laughs> 
you know, I the, can't say that I have. No, I cannot say that. So there's the famous <laughs> clip from that movie where there's the white dude with the glasses who sees the little gremlin type things. By the way, they're not actually trolls in the movie. They're they're like little gremlins, basically. I think you've told me about this. Yeah, time. and okay. uh, there's the scene where he's watching them like devour someone. He's like, "Oh no, they're eating her," and then they're going to eat me. Oh my god! And like the camera like zooms in on his face as he says it. Like it's it takes a genius to make that kind of movie. No, for sure, for sure, for sure, because. I'll be honest, you you even saying Bird Dimmick was like I, I had a, a Raven Simone, that's a Raven moment. Like I had a vision. I was like, oh my God, these are all the things I've seen that are interesting. I don't want to call them that. But I was like, I really at from maybe thirteen to probably twenty-two, I was very much so into watching Steven Seagal movies. Because they're great. Okay. That's, like, that's one way to view it. I think they are great, <laughs> but I would argue most people probably do not agree that they are great. No, the, the crazy thing is most people, and this is a subjective statement that I'm making, right? But most people would say his movies are objectively bad. <laughs> yes, yes. And but, some of them are. Some oh, yeah. Are, like <laughs> A handful of them are. I've seen this man as a samurai. I've seen this man as a Cajun Louisianan police yeah. officer. I, he wears a lot of hats, man. Like, and a lot of those hats are, uh, <laughs> let's just say they don't fedoras. No, they're fedoras. <laughs> he just has an assortment of fedoras that he, he puts really on, does. And they're all ugly. It's like, you can't get away with this because you are not a Cuban man. Like, <laughs> stop it. You're not Jason Derulo. You're not Cuban. It's not there. But yeah, no, you it, you really just jolted my memory of like, oh, there are so many other things that I'm just excited to talk about. Like, so kind of in our recap, we just want to say thank you for tuning in and we yeah. appreciate you. Like, we're excited to it, it. We're not in this to like. Really for the money at all. This is a passion project for us. Like right. this is a sense of release. Bryce is a journalist. <laughs> yeah, I'm and, I'm a full time journalist and that means that I need happy things to distract me from my life. <laughs> and I, I, I work in advertising, I work in marketing, but you know, it's it's nice to get away from your work and, and have your life. And this is a huge part of what has made Bryce and myself who we are. Watching so, bad movies so, at 2 a.m. <laughs> at 2 a.m. So, movies at 2 a.m. Check us out. Movies at 2 a.m. is brought to you by me and Irving Thomas. You can keep up with us by following us on Twitter and Instagram at movies at 2 a.m. You can also chat with us on the Movies at 2 a.m. Facebook page, where we'd love to hear about what your favorite movies are and what movies you want to hear us talk about in the future. Special thanks to the big homie JG from the Audio Wave Network for engineering the show, and shout out to the Eastside Community Network for allowing us to record there. The intro and outro music was done by Lex the Radical, and the logo was designed by Bo Yang Yu. Subscribe now wherever you listen to your podcasts.